right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We are fired up. Our boy Dan Millen from Livernoy Motorsports on the podcast today. I, dude, I, I got to tell you, man, there's a lot of guys that, you know, the great thing about doing our TV show is we meet some really cool industry people. There's some great people working on awesome things. Performance is usually the baseline of just about everything we get excited about. Um, and man, this guy... From the first day I met him, I was like, yeah, me and this guy would definitely hang out. He <laughs> loves performance. He lives it. He, he lives to get horsepower performance and, you know, wring every ounce out of your car, but do so in a way, man, that makes it fun, safe, uh, and it lasts forever, which is, you know, obviously key. Uh, anybody can throw a tune on it. It's get a tune that can last. It really gives you a lot more power and response uh, and just better for the car overall is what you're looking for. And dude nails it. He crushes it. Dan kills it. Well, these guys, they get it. They're right there in Detroit area. They know the OEs in and out. They've done so many projects with certain numbers of them over the years. Uh, they know that end of the business. Uh, they know the hot rod business. They know the racing business. They pull it all together. I mean, it's Libertad Motorsports and Engineering. I mean, this this is a you know one-stop shop for whatever you need, whether you're building a race car, whether you're building your hot rod, whether you need dyno services, you're building some you know crazy-ass engines. Uh, these guys have just, I've watched them grow, uh, since I've been in Detroit for 22 years, uh, just continue yeah. to grow and dominate all over the world. Yeah. And dominate. They really do an incredible job at, remember we had a Trackhawk, a white Jeep Trackhawk and we put, oh, man. uh, their pulley upgrade, dude, it was a cold air. It's, you know, guys, there's a lot of times that we see, you know, we see some kits that are designed out there. We see some really good ones. We see some really bad ones. We see some that are in between. And on occasion, we'll see, man, we'll see one, especially when it comes in to our show. And, and it just blows us away at how easy, how thorough it is, how the directions walk you through everything you need instructions-wise. Um, they got, you know, illustrations, things you're looking for, easy ways to get the project done. And literally, we went at this track hawk, and in a matter of a day and a half, Dude, that thing made 1,050 horsepower and was a terror on the street. That car was straight wicked. All-wheel drive, 1,000-plus. I think it was creeping on 1,100, man. That thing was just upright and nasty. Uh, and, and that's what you want, man. They they engineer a lot of their own products. Uh, they've got their own tuners. Uh, they know how to go in there, and they know how to do it right. Uh, it, it, it makes a lot of fun. And, man, the outcome, whew. Through the roof. Through yeah. the roof. 
and you know what, what I like about it, man. So my, we've had a podcast with my brother before. He's really gotten into, you know, tuning and doing a lot of, you know, cool things. He's he's got a dyno. The the pandemic, you know, turned him in a different direction, and uh, he's really enjoying that, man. I feel like a lot of people go to him when I when I talk to him because they're intimidated, right? They're a little scared to, you know, to do a tune, or they're not sure how to do it or anything like that. And really, Livernoy Motorsports does such an insanely easy and, and simple way to put these tunes in your car, in your ride. They got everything you need right there, and they walk you through everything. And, you know, if, if anything, you know, if you're, you're really wanting to, how you could unplug your computer and even send it to them. But really with that little My Tuner they got and, and the way they make it so easily, you know, you're able to tune your car. You're able to really get a lot of power. Like I said, we had that thing just rung out over 1,050, and it made for a, I mean, a McNasty streetcar. Like, you you don't want to tangle with that SUV, that Jeep, at all. <laughs> no, not at all, man. I'm pretty fired up. So why don't we why don't we get Dan on the line, man, and get the latest scoop? Because they're always like, on the latest and greatest of, you know, all these muscle cars, trucks, uh, you name it. So I'm kind of fired up to see what they've got in the pipeline, what kind of performance products, what kind of numbers they're they're putting out uh see if we can't get a little bit of secrets man he is kevin bird i'm willie b we're back after the break it is the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b fired up we got our boy dan millen livernois motorsports on the podcast uh dude how you been man how's life how how's things uh, i've been pretty good I, I can't complain you know everybody's a car guy up where you live up in detroit uh livernois motorsports man Dude, I'm telling you, it, it never it never seems to let anybody down. Whenever I turn them on, whether it's, you know, people I know that, that are listeners of mine, um, people on the show who's, who have brought their cars into the shop and we've done Livernoy Motorsports upgrades on them. Man, do you guys have such a complete, I mean, everything from the instructions, the tooling, everything you need for the job, the hardware, every piece and component. You guys do such an insanely thorough job, even to the point where you can, you know, drop your tune in there and get exactly what you're looking for all in-house delivered and dropped right to their door. And man, you make that whole process simple. You know, strapping in a thousand horsepower on a daily driver is something else, bro. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it's, uh, I think we have some work to do on some things, but, you know, glad that, you know, from, from your perspective, the stuff that we send out is, is uh, just about perfect. Cause I feel like we have some, we got some room for improvement in certain things, but uh, for the most part, we're we're pretty busy, and we try to do uh, try to keep quality right there with everything, you know. Well, that's the attitude you got to have, man. Always get better, always be better. Uh, but where you're at right now, yeah. pretty damn stellar. And you know, for anybody that doesn't want to do the work, doesn't want to install a blower, cams, whatever else uh, themselves, um, man, if you can get to Livernois shop, these guys are killing it. Uh, I was in there last time, just counting. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how high I got. How many lifts do you have, Dan, in your in your shop? We got about 22 lifts here, uh, and they're all full. A couple of them got cars underneath them. We're just we're, we're jammed. Um, like any part of the world, everything's on back order, so our shop is no different. Um, we've just got people that do stuff to their cars. They want to add something, and then it's like, oh, guess what? That's on back order. So we're we're actually super jammed at the moment with cars. Um, we'd like to get we. We would like the supply chain to be a little bit better because we can get some of them out of here a little quicker. But it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> right. Everything is just a disaster as far as getting product right now. Yeah, I think even non-pandemic, just about every time I've been in your shop, uh, every one of those things has been pretty much full. Every lift, 
Uh, and man, you get there in the end of the day, you know, and you got all the other vehicles are just trying to pile in and they could be two stacked high, yeah. everything in between. Uh, you guys have so much flow going into that shop. Uh, like I said, for anybody that doesn't want to do all the work themselves, uh, these guys can clearly take care of you. Definitely. definitely. So, Hey, what, what do you think is the big surprise? I know, man, every time I look around, you guys are doing really cool, amazing things, even with trucks. It's nuts to see what, you know, an F-150, what you guys can do in upgrades. And, and when I say upgrades, you guys understand, when you put 25 horsepower at the wheel, you're going to start to feel something different in the car, right? It's most cars, most applications. When you put 50 at the rear tire, man, you really do start to get a little bit, you know, excited about what the difference is. When you're putting 150, 200 or more, my God, you're you're changing the entire you know, way the car feels and how it performs. And these guys do it all day. And this is what's so great. You could take everything they have and they offer you, bring your car in on a Friday, roll it out on a Sunday night and be knocking, you know, a thousand horsepower down all day. And that's how easy they really do make it. Yeah. Well, real quick, you said F-150 and we are super jammed with F-150 stuff at the moment to the point where we're actually uh, running out of stock on our tuners because of the F-150 demand. But like really simple, a guy has an F-150, let's just call it a um, four-door, four-wheel drive, uh, five-liter in his truck versus a Chevy 6.2-liter, right? So you pull up to the stoplight to stoplight. We did a video on this. The Chevy 6.2 is going to take the five-liter by about, about two trucks, maybe three. We put just our tune in it, which is about on a five-liter, about 30 to... 30 to 40 horse, depending on what gas you have in it, you go from getting beat by two or three truck lengths to actually beating that truck by one to two. So, it, you know, something like that's pretty big, you know what I mean? Especially if you're, yeah. you're, at, the, yeah. you're at the stoplight, the guys next to you, you think he wants to get around them. No tune, you can't get around them. With a tune, you get around them. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, and that's important when you're out there, you know, it, it's funny because you bring it up like that, but that's what we see all the time. Um, that noticeable difference in the fact that that Chevy guy is going to be like, wait, what What just happened? My, my truck must not be running very well. Right, right. <laughs> Something must be wrong with it. <laughs> How exotic can you get on the F-150? Uh, like Especially with like the EcoBoost. I, I know we've talked to some of the turbo suppliers. I don't know if they're out with bolt-on, uh, you know, kind of factory fit turbos. Yeah. Uh uh, what's available for those things at this point? So at this 2011 point? through, let's call it 2016, there is an aftermarket turbo out there for them. It's a little bit of an upgrade. And then there's a, there's another upgrade, which is really big. The problem with those really big turbos, you have a little bit of lag. So just the, the first, the, like it's called stage one turbos, those work really well. Don't notice a lot of lag. They're a little bit more power. Uh, but for the new ones, there's no turbos out yet for the new ones. But you re- do you really need more than, let's call it, 70 to 90 horse overstock. You know what I mean? You got a truck that makes, we'll call it 350, 360 of the wheels. When we're done with it, it's 450, 460. You know, it's a huge difference. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I don't, Whoa. I almost don't, I almost don't see a reason to be putting aftermarket turbos on an F-150 unless you're going to start racing it or something. So just with a tune on the 3.5 and the 2.7, they're, they're pretty big. So wait, you're doing that just on a tune? Yeah, yeah. Wow, whoa. Yeah. Then we make an intercooler for all the F-150s, pretty much 2011 and newer as well. Um, that even makes it even, it doesn't make more power, but if you're 
stoplight to stoplight or on the freeway hammering on it, uh, the MCTs get pretty hot. So with the intercooler, it, it makes it almost, you know, you can just keep, keep throttling the thing and it stays real cool. Man, that's such a noticeable difference. Kev, you got to think, that's 100, 100 and change horsepower difference? Um, that is uh, just on a tune. And, and explain how difficult it is. Listen to this. This is careful. I want him to explain just how difficult it is to put a tune on your F-150. Listen to this. A couple real tough steps here. Go ahead, Dan. Watch this. So the, tw- the F-150, 21 has one more step than the older ones do. Uh, we actually got an, an extra cable we need to flash the PCM, but really it's, you go on the website, you order it up, livernoymotorsport.com, pick your vehicle, uh, get it to your house. It's anywhere from $5.99 to $7.99. Um, it shows up, you plug it in your truck, you get a read on it, you go back to your computer, update it, then take it back to your truck, and within, I would say, 20 minutes, you're, you're up and running, ready to go. It's super simple. I mean, it, you know, you just got to going to follow directions which most people do there's a few people they neglect that and but you know what i mean so i mean it's really that easy with my tuner and and how he how he's just basically got it set up and you're talking a massive difference in performance and a massive difference in what that truck now feels like i mean that is that's huge man how'd you find all that power i mean honestly, i'll go back to the automatic trans stuff too even without adding more power, like racing the Chevy versus the Ford, once we're done with the shift schedule on it, you can see every time the thing shifts gears, it just nudges forward just a little more, a little more. Because they, they pull so much power on the shift. They, the OEMs really want the shift to feel almost effortless where you don't even notice it. But we want the opposite of that. We want it crisp, firm, and no slipping. So uh, a lot of it's in transmission. Um, there's a bunch of stuff we do with fuel and spark to kind of make it a little bit better. Um, but just overall, just tweak every little part of it, you know, low end, middle, top end, uh, fuel, spark, uh, faint. We turn the fans on earlier. We do a lot of stuff. in it. That's what I like about you guys is, you know, you're, you're not just taking a little narrow band and, and trying to improve that. You're really looking at the whole system. Yeah. Right. Cause when you put it all together, all those little pieces, that's where it adds up and it means something. And, and it's right. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. I, I just can't stress enough about the transmission tuning. I, I know I say that all the time, but it really makes it a lot more, a lot more fun to drive and just a lot more pleasant to drive. I mean, people that when they're done with the calibration, they're like, wow, I can't believe I had this thing before the other way. I'm, I'm never going to not buy a truck that's tuned. And we got customers that are repeat guys. They'll call up and ask, say, Hey, I'm looking for a new truck. Do you have this figured out yet? And if the answer is no, a lot of them will say, well, we'll wait till you get it figured out, then we'll buy it. You know, so it's, it's a pretty big deal. That, that, that was the case on the 21 F-150, the Raptor in particular. We had a ton of people just being like, hey, I got a, I got a 19 Raptor. Um, I want to get the 21, but you guys, nobody's got a tune out yet, so let us know when you got it. And we, had, we, we started like the pre-orders on the website. It just kept growing and growing, and then we finally got it figured out, so. Wow, well, tell us about what you're doing with the Raptors, because man, a little bit power, a little bit more power in that truck, and wow, you got a, a lot funner toy. Yeah, no, the the Raptor's no different than the than the regular 350 as far as what we do to it. The one thing it's got going for it, it's got uh, larger gears in it, four tens, and it's got about 50 more horsepower than the regular um, the regular 35. I will say that the gap is narrowed on a 35 standard output versus a 35 high output when we're done tuning it. 
So we actually get a little bit more power on the, you know, overall power, I shouldn't say overall, but we gain more power on the standard 3.5 than the Raptor. But when we're done with the Raptor, it's about 30 horsepower higher than the standard 3.5. But they rip. I mean, it's 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 something, like I said, once you drive with it, you, you won't drive without it. Well, that's that's pretty much the story for any of us hot rodders. <laughs> once you once we get our hands on some more power, uh, more performance in any aspect, brake, suspension, you name it, man, just try to rip that out of our hands. Forget about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> rip it out of my dead clenched hands. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's funny. You would never think that a three five would give you that feel either. Um, it's it's amazing where technology has really allowed some of these smaller smaller size engines to really perform and you don't you know with the torque they're making with with the boost they're they're throwing at it you never you never really miss those those you know v8s as much as you would think it's, it's kind of surprising for a lot of people no even the base i won't say base model but the lower end 2.7 liter twin turbo that ford has in the 21 and newer f-150 that thing as well i mean that when you're done with that tune and that truck the difference between the 3.5 and the 2.7 becomes smaller once you start tuning them both. There's just a lot. That 2.7 in the F-150, that's a really good engine. I don't think people realize how much time Ford put in that, but that was like a ground-up turbocharged engine design. Whereas the 3.5, that's been around as a naturally aspirated engine. They put turbos on it, redesigned a little bit of it, but it, they're completely different engines, you know what I mean? And the 2.7, it's no slouch. It's, someone's like, hey, do I get the 2.7 or 3.5? That's a tough one because it's right now you you gotta take what you can get as far as what the dealer has. <laughs> yeah. But the two seven is actually a really good engine, you know. It's crazy we're saying that about a two seven. <laughs> Would have guessed that I years know. ago. <laughs> no way. All right, well look, man, we got a lot more to ask you about because it's not just Fords that you're you're working on and then you have in a shop. You really have different SKUs for all kinds of, you know, really new and modern cars out there. If you're thinking performance and you're thinking ease of installment, you're thinking, you know, bucks as far as banging horsepower, this is where you gotta go, Livernoy Motorsports. Uh, we're back with Dan, the man behind Livernoy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and we're back after the break. It is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We got Dan from Livernoy Motorsports on with us, LivernoyMotorsports.com. Find them, check them out. They probably got something to improve your car. It's funny because we've been talking Fords. We've been talking the Blue Oval. But, you know, I know you because you make the Mopars rip, man. And you're you're a big fan of that. <laughs> it's it's funny the power that you can bring uh, to the Hellcat option out there. And for sure, um, some of the upper, you know, sort of tier red eyes and demons and so forth, man. You you make a big difference in those rides for sure. Make a huge difference, though. So in, in all... Uh, disclosure here. I am a Ford guy, but probably one of my favorite vehicles still to this day is the Jeep Trackhawk or Challenger. Hellcat. Either one of those. They're just, there's something about those cars. If you haven't drove one, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I've got Ford guys that are like, they look at that car and they're like, that car's a piece of junk. It's big, it's heavy, it's overweight. And I'm like, have you ever driven one? No, I hate Chrysler. I'm like, okay. I said, until you drive one or let me take you for a ride, <laughs> you don't know what you're missing because they really are badass cars. It's a freight and train, man. They rip, man. No, they, I'm telling you, people are out there. They really need to – I think they're only making them for another couple of years, so you, people should go out there and scoop them up because I don't see them doing the V8 much longer. You know what I mean? At least that's the rumor, right? So. Right, right. 
you know, I, I don't feel like they will either. You know, it's um, it's definitely, a, I think, a, a good investment for a lot of people. Um, and I'll tell you, man, making power on those, God, for you guys, it seems seems you really have found sort of the the Pandora's box on on finding performance. Um, shift points, really getting a lot of horsepower out of those things. Um, you really turn them up, man. And God, does it make a big difference? We, we do. I mean, the one nice thing about this, it's got big cubic inch on them. The supercharger is, is badass, whether it's Hellcat or Red Eye. They're easy to make power with. You guys seen it. You change the pulley. It's not that bad to do. Buy, get the injectors. Get the tune from us. We unlock the PCM. I mean, it's, it's something with a day or two worth of work. You can add a good couple hundred horsepower i mean it's not that bad to do couple hundred horsepower that, that's like a whole nother engine back in the day yep <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. hey we'll just throw this wicked up four cylinder in the back and you know tap into that sucker too yeah i mean technically you can get three to four hundred with you know some better fuel a little bit more boost a little bit more on the edge um but you know yeah, what kind of total numbers are you getting out of some of these? So on uh, on gas, on premium pump gas, and on E85. What, what yeah, you... so pretty much on pump gas on a Hellcat slash Red Eye, I'm going to say you're close to the 800 horsepower range. We've got some in the high seven, some tickle eight. Um, once you throw E85 on it, that really allows you to put more timing in it, more boost, and those we've seen anywhere from. Stock engine, maybe with cylinder heads and camshaft, uh, 1,000 at the rear tires, which would be 1,200 maybe at the engine. So that, that's pretty spectacular. I mean, something that makes 700 horse from Chrysler, you're done with it. You're at 1,200. I mean, that's, that's almost, like I said, that's more than most some V8s even make, you know. Yeah, um, yeah almost all of them. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I got a red eye, and that, that from the factory 797, but I believe they probably rate that flywheel. You're talking, you know, rear wheel, wheel stuff. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's a big difference. Um, you know, that that power that you're making, man, is one of those things where, again, it's easily accessible with the way you set it up, with the tune, with, you know, um, a pulley change, injectors, uh, the kit that we did most recently for you uh, on the show, man, the ease and the thorough sort of instructions and a couple trips uh, or tools that you guys made that it made you know a couple tricks much easier and simpler. Uh, you really got all the bases covered to make that job you know doable in a day, day and a half, and really see a big impact on how that car feels. Yeah, no, we we do do that package, and what you're talking about that's our S1025. On a, on a track hawk, but it's upper, lower pulley, um, injectors, cold air kit, depending on what car it is, and really tuning. And, and that's it. I mean, it's not a whole bunch of work. I mean, it, it, for the power you get out of it, it's almost unheard of. You know what I mean? And what, what is that package called again? That's called the S1025. S is for supercharged. Dude, I'm going to write that down, man. You guys check out that package. We did it on the show, you know, not too long ago. Man, it is you know, you're, you're playing around 1,000 horsepower after that, which is, it's just crazy. It's so much fun. Oh, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought just so many years ago from the factory you could get seven, 800, like nothing. And then you figured, that's it, you're done. But to be able to squeak out another couple of hundred horsepower, break the four digits on a factory, you know, basically a factory ride. This isn't a race car you're building from scratch. It's not, you know, an additional 30 grand you're building in the motor just to be able to have, you know, that kind of capability. No. 
right? You're throwing on some, you know, hot rodder goodies and being smart about it. And you're making four digit horsepower to the tire. Yeah, it's, it's what we call, yeah, it's, it's bolt-ons, right? It's back in the day, we always said, let's just get some bolt-ons. This is bolt-ons, thousand plus horsepower. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, what are some of the other, you know, sort of surprises that you guys uh, at Livernoy have figured out as far as, you know, unlocking power and performance? You know, they kind of run hand in hand, but you guys do it in a lot of different ways from the transmission uh, to the tunes and, and so forth. What are some of the other big surprises you found? Well, I, I mean, I, I, we did touch on 21 F-150 real quick. I just want to let you know that we are the only people at the moment tuning 21 and 22 F-150, whether it's uh, 27, 35, 5 liter. That's big for us. You know what I mean? We do do Rams. We do do Chevys. Um, just not as much Chevys we do Ram and or Ford. Um, but, but same thing. Those things have the ability to do power, as well, power adders and other things as well. So... Uh, but I'm just going to go back to the F-150 because that's what's to come on the Mustang in 23 and in, in the future. They're going to be locked up kind of like the F-150. So we're hoping we're the only people that has it figured out by 23, but I'm sure that won't be the case. But. Oh, yeah, that's impressive. Oh, even if even if there's others, we know where we're headed. That's right. Yeah, man, awesome. So um, I, I, as you move forward, where do you think, you know, we're seeing what really probably will be the end of internal combustion engines. I, I know hot rodding is going to be around, but are you no. one of the people that – where do you think we're going to be in 5 to 10 to 15 years? Where, where do you see it going? Yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly don't think that the, the, inter, the ICE engine, internal combustion engine, is going away. I think it's going to go away in the next uh, – or they're going to talk about it going right, away in the right. next year. You, you can't drive an electric vehicle. So we own one, one of the new Mustang Mach-E's, right? Great car, impractical, impossible to drive. You know, you, as long as you're going to go 10 miles here and there, great. But if you drive it on a weekly basis, it, it's not going to happen. So it's kind of like back in the day, remember when carburetors went from car, when cars went from carburetor to fuel injection, everybody was so worried the thing's going away. No one's ever going to do carburetors anymore. The whole industry back then was worried, it, a little before my time, but I've heard the stories. Um, the same thing is being said for internal combustion engines, right? They can't do away with them. There's just not the infrastructure. So in my mind, it's a little bit of just glitz and glamour and talking right now. And I realize that Ford and GM are kind of going all in. I think they're going to reverse that. Maybe not this year. But they're going to they're going to realize that there's one. I don't know if there's enough materials for batteries. That's a that's a big question, and the price for that stuff is going to start skyrocketing. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to go away. I mean, the current administration we have now is really pushing for um, unrealistic fuel numbers or fuel mileage numbers. That's where the electric cars push is coming from, right? But I think once they realize not everybody can drive an electric car. Um, people like Toyota, they're still building internal combustion engines. And I pray and I hope that Ford and GM kind of re reverse their course a little bit because I just don't see, I don't see the long term being electric cars. Yeah. So I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't mean to drag it out. No, man, that's a good answer, a smart view. I, I I look at it, you know, and, and as a guy on the sidelines, I'm interested. I think there's this, I told Bird this before, there's going to be this big knee jerk reaction. You know, of, of this big push going towards electric. And then you're probably going to see a big knee-jerk reaction to come back, you know, towards some of the internal combustion things, like you're saying. But I don't want Toyota or any of those companies 
to get the edge on us for yeah. for you know ice ice engines. That's yeah. uh, that's where we can't let our guard down. Right, I 100% agree. I could go on for a half hour on electric cars and what it costs, why it won't work, what the real hidden costs are, and so if you want to do that that podcast, let me know. I, I'll sign up for that any day. <laughs> <laughs> that one sounds interesting. Yeah, it man. does. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of us that are, are skeptical. There's some hope in there. There's a lot of different pieces of this puzzle, man. And it's going to be interesting the next several years to see how it uh, how it shapes up because we're only at a couple percent market share yeah. in EV. So you're trying to project into a hundred in this little space that you're in, uh, and clearly there's room to grow it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I, it'll probably swing back and forth a little bit. I don't I don't think we're going to slam no. the door back on on EV. I, I think it's it's here, but how big does it get? You know, does it get to thirty? Does it get to fifty? Where does it stall out? Because there's so many, like you said, there's so many applications where it becomes tricky. Uh, so maybe we just kind of narrow that space down, and we've got this blend. You know, hopefully the hot rod, the you know, the performance car truck area stays the longest. Um, but I have a feeling we're we're going to get teased away uh, in in the years to come with right the Maki. Was kind of number one for Ford. So for them to do something as good as it is, not saying it's the all be all, but as good as it is in the first iteration, I can only imagine what the tenth or twentieth iteration is going to look like. So there might be a few cars out there that actually kind of grab our attention and go, "Huh, you know, maybe there is something here." And I think, um, you know, we'll we'll be spinning around in our seven, eight hundred, maybe even a thousand horsepower IC engine, and somewhere along the line, somebody's going to pull up in a little battery machine with all-wheel drive. Somehow and smoke <laughs> us, and then we go. God dang it! Ah, what's that all about? Those damn kids. You're spot on, and I, I want to be full disclosure. I, I like, I love electric cars. I've got no problem with them, zero. So, like I said, we've got a Mustang Machi. It's the GT version. It's a great car, but people are buying electric cars. Not like let's just say Tesla, for example. They're not buying Tesla just because it's electric. They're buying Tesla because. It's a brand. It's like cool. Um, I don't want to say Mercedes-like, but it's it's a different class of the car. And I think when push comes to shove, if you if you put all the cars electric out there, and you're looking at let's just call it a Mustang Mach E versus a Tesla Model Y, you look at them both. You're like, yeah, they're, they're cool cars, but the Tesla's cooler, right? Like, and I'm a Ford guy. Like, I, full disclosure. But there's just Elon Musk and Tesla has created some brand that's like super cool. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Hey, and and then you know, before we run out of time, Ford does have that big Godzilla engine, the big uh, seven plus liter monster yeah. that's going to you know live in trucks, but also in crate form. Do you guys see that as something that you'll be able to get in and and maybe uh, look at a team? Because I feel like there's going to be a lot of room there for Ford fans. So we already have a tune for the the seven three. You buy a 21, a 20 and newer, a 7.3, it's an easy 20 horsepower gain. You want to put some E85 in it, it's more like a 30 horsepower gain. We're actually working on an engine right now for this, uh, not a engine, but we're working on the 7.3 for some performance on it. We're going to make it a little bit bigger than 7.3, better pistons, better rods, ported heads. So it's going to be pretty cool when we're done with it, so. Oh, I don't have okay. any, uh, oh, you know, numbers or anything, but it's going to be cool. So there's a couple guys already working on them. So 
Yeah, right now, uh, you know, we want to do podcasts on anything engine, man, the world is our oyster. But a couple years from now, uh, it might get thinner. Uh, so we're excited to see anything and everything in that IC space, uh, keeping on that development path, keeping it alive, keeping it fun. Well, hopefully the next time I get on here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that we've got a 7.3 stroker on the dyno and we'll have some numbers for you. I just don't, it depends how quick I come back on here, but we're working on it. Giddy up. Are you going, are you going NA to start with? You're going right into boost? Yeah. Yep. No, we're going to, we're going to build a crate engine out of it. And, uh, so we're, and I'm, we didn't talk about us building engines, but that's the other part of Livernoy Motorsports. We build engines and we are really trying to get our crate engine business off the ground. We have a ton of LS stuff, LT, obviously Coyote, Mod, Hemi, but the 7.3 will be in there at some point. I'm not in a super big hurry on the 7.3 only because I think it's going to take some time to get people excited about it. We, I know it's cool, but not everybody knows it's cool yet. You know what I mean? So Yep, yep. Get a few out there and some really radical rides, you know, splashing across the magazines and everything else and uh, build yeah. some momentum. Sweet. All right, Livernoy Motorsports, how do people find you online? Give us the handles, the social. Where do they go? Where do they flock to? www.livernoymotorsports.com. And Livernoy is spelled L-I-V-E-R-N-O-I-S. Yeah, and that S is silent in case you heard me say that at the beginning of the podcast. I didn't. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, man, we've worked with them before. They have just incredible stuff, and uh, we love working with Dan. He's one of those guys that you're going to get. You know, I, I really feel during the last couple of years, a lot of companies have lost um, just quality and customer service. That's something that never, you never have to worry about with Livernoy and for sure, Dan. Um, if you have a problem, an issue, uh, if you need help, they are absolutely there a phone call away. We, we got several guys to hear the man, the phones, and tech support. Um, unfortunately for customers and unfortunately for us, we've got to get, we're trying to get the guys to get into a ticketing system because our guys love to sit on the phone. They love to help. So, um, we got some really, really amazing customer service people here. So uh, long-winded, like to talk, and they just do a great job. There you go, Livernoy Motorsports. Um, you guys find them online, their website, their handles. He is Dan Millen. I am Willie B, your producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird. Thanks for rocking with Two Guys Garage Podcast. You can find us um, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings, Aaron Weekends, also on Motor Trend Plus, which is always a great resource to find us streaming. Right on, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and lots of great content down there. Check us out socially, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted, 2022, Brenton Productions Incorporated. That means all rights are reserved. Uh, hey, man, we definitely appreciate your time and everything you guys are doing. Hey, what's your personal car, man? What's your fling around town hot rod? Because I know you got one. Durango Hellcat. No. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, yeah. my buddy just got one of those, man. That is, that's a bad little rig. Yeah, that's my. It's like I said, it's my top car is still at the uh, Trackhawk, and then the uh, probably the Challenger. But this is this thing's a little bit bigger, you know, seven passenger. So um, I, I love it. It's just cool, you know what I mean. So and I don't, and it was only a one year make, so twenty one only. So who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought we'd be yeah. hot rodding in an SUV? You know, right. Man, right. Where, I mean, we've got a G. The the shop owns a GT500, and don't get me wrong, I want to take it home. The problem is the roads over here 
they're so bad, not a chance I'm going to drive that till May. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kevin knows. Yeah. He's in, Kevin knows. The roads here, man, they're out of control bad. So. It's crazy. Yeah, man. I, I've ridden up there once and I apologized to my car driving three, four times, just verbally, out loud. Like, I'm sorry. I'm every sorry. commute is every <laughs> commute is full of sorries. Yep. Yeah. It, it, Willie, it's, it's nothing like it used to be. Like, I'm telling you, in the last three, four months, it's went from bad to unbearable. I mean, like, you, you can't even drive some cars. Ah, crazy. All right, man. Well, I'll see you soon, brother. It's always great having you on, man. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys no. Garage podcast. See you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you, guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.